Today on the Easy P3 Sourcing Podcast, I will share my seven best sourcing tips on how to find the best supplier for Amazon FBA. Because the thing is, after sourcing more than a thousand products and living in China uh, since 2013, I have seen how people struggle when it comes to China, right? Probably you're struggling to find a reliable supplier or you're asking yourself, how can you find someone who you can actually trust? Maybe you're tired of getting drip fed with answered by suppliers or do you think you might even get overcharged? If you want answers to all of these questions, this episode is just for you. But before we jumping in, let me remind you, if you want to have a full sourcing web class, just head over to easypeasysourcing.com slash training. It's free. Welcome to the Easy Peasy Sourcing Podcast. This is the framework to import, sell, and profit from your private label products. He is German expat, lives in China, and has a passion to help you create a thriving brand. Here is your host, Nils Alder. After sourcing more than a thousand products here in China, and actually after living here since 2013, I have seen how people struggle, me included. In the very beginning, I struggled so much when it came to sourcing in China. So let me ask you, are you struggling to find a reliable supplier? And maybe you're wondering how you can find a supplier that you can actually trust. Maybe you're even tired of getting drip fat from Alibaba suppliers. Like you ask them five questions and they only come back with one answer, right? And perhaps you think you might even be overcharged. My tip number one is to use an inquiry sheet when you ask for quotations. So if you have a couple of questions for your supplier when you're getting quotations and you're only getting back one answer here and another answer there and you have to, you know, go back and forth with them several times, simply use a product inquiry sheet. Below here in the description, there's a link. If you click that, the download starts and you get my sheet. You don't even need to leave your email address. You just get that free down here in the description. So make sure to check that out. Because if you use the supply inquiry sheet, you can just fill in all of the things that you need to know and you have blanks in there and you just ask the supplier to fill all of that. It is much more effective than asking them a couple of questions in one email. And when you acquire the right way, you have to appear serious, okay? You can't appear like some one-man show, like one man as CEO, whatever, working from your kitchen table. It doesn't work that way. The supplier is also looking for serious business. And if you don't sound serious, if you don't know the kind of sourcing lingo, and if you sound like you're not serious and not aware of like how anything works in the sourcing world, then they are not going to take you serious and they're not going to give you the best prices possible. Also, when you ask questions, you have to keep in mind that you're sourcing a complete different culture. I think the Chinese culture is a more, uh, it's, it's more literal culture. So for example, if um, I'm going to work in a coffee shop, so sometimes I take my computer, I go out, I go to a coffee shop, and then I ask the waiter, hey, do you have Wi-Fi? The waiter says, yeah, of course. So it's a cool. I sit down, I order a coffee, maybe something to eat. And when I try to log into the Wi-Fi, it doesn't work. So when the waiter comes back with my coffee, I say, well, look, I don't know, your Wi-Fi is broken. Yes. What do you mean, yes? Yeah, our Wi-Fi doesn't work. Well, I'll ask you, do you have Wi-Fi? Yeah, we have Wi-Fi. Well, does it work? No. You see what I mean? And this is so common, and that's just a daily story here in China, but this exactly that happens all the time when you source your product. You ask a question, you get an answer, and later on you find out it wasn't really true. But actually, it was true. They answered my question. I just asked the wrong question. So when you ask questions, make sure that you ask the right question the right way. And when you get an answer, don't just think 
they mean the right thing. You have to be certain that they mean it. So ask questions that are literal and, you know, ask the right questions for the right answers. My second tip here is to get the sourcing steps right. This is the thing that I see uh, throws most people off because they're not starting at the very first step or they're skipping steps in between and it doesn't work. So here are the steps that you have to follow if you just want to successfully source your product. Very first, you have to get many, 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 many quotes. Only to get five quotes or even 10 quotes is not enough. In China, the prices are given on very different criteria than we have them in the Western world. So even if you get five quotations, it doesn't mean that you get the best price. You have to get many, many quotations and you will see that one or two suppliers are going to be a lot cheaper than the rest. And it doesn't mean that quality is worse. You have to get samples and we're going to get there. But the very first thing is get as many quotations as possible. When you get the quotations, you have to ask the quote, including all of the things that you want to know. And that includes the price, not only for the product, but also for the packaging, for the logo, for the changes that you want to make. All of these things have to be included when you ask initially for the price. And then when it comes to samples, and that's the second step, uh, most of the people do it wrong and get the sample that's already including their changes the way they inquired it. But in the second step, you just want to know the quality because to choose a supplier, you actually really just need two things. You need to, uh, the quotation, so you need to know the price is all right, and you need to know that the quality is good. To know that the quality is good, you don't have to go all the way around and get the sample with your logo and with your changes and with all of that stuff and waste your time trying to do that with many, many suppliers at the same time. You only want to do that with the suppliers that you already know the quality works for you. So in the very second step, you're going to get simple samples off the shelf. It's a lot cheaper and it's a lot faster and that's the next thing you're going to do. Then when you have both, that's the moment when you actually filter suppliers. So you have the quotation, you have the sample, and then you match them. And only the suppliers that work for you, they go to the next step. Then when you have all of those things, maybe only four or five suppliers are left. Then you go back to all of those suppliers and already start negotiating the price. So you go back and you basically take their excuses away um, that their quality is better than the competitors and that's why their prices are higher, right? Because now you already have samples. So you can go back to them and say, well, look, uh, I don't think your prices are very competitive. I have, you know, your quote here and I also have your sample here and I made inquiries and I got samples from other factories as well and they send them to me and the quality actually looks the same but your prices are a lot higher. So maybe we can do something there. Um, I have to speak, you know, I have to give the prices to my boss and my boss has to approve. So please, uh, it would be great if you could, you know, give me a new offer. And then probably one or two suppliers fall out again. So now you only have two or three suppliers to work with when it comes to customizing your sample. The customization process can take a long time. And in the, in that stage, that's the moment you want to have your logo, your changes, your packaging and all of that stuff. Now, it's a lot easier to only work with two or three suppliers here. And then in the end, either the one that's fastest or you see, well, supplier number A works the best. So you're going to choose them. But now you have a, a small handful of people that you can actually compare and work with to get your customized product. If you want to learn more about the process, head over to easypeasysourcing.com slash training. My third top tip here I have for you is to change your mentality about sourcing. If you're looking out for suppliers, I think a lot of people see them as their enemy. It's not your enemy. It's supposed to be your partner. Okay, so you have to change your attitude and your your, your mental state and 
Don't go out and, uh, you know, look like, oh, maybe they're screwing me. Maybe they're overcharging me or maybe they want to take advantage of me. You can't go in and, and find a partner that's supposed to supply you on in long term with that attitude. So you have to make sure that you have a little bit more of a partner mentality and a bit more of a friendlier view of suppliers in China. With that, we come to my fourth tip, and that's really about the culture. You cannot expect that in China, the culture and the people think and act exactly the way that they do in your culture. It's just two different things. So sometimes you have to be a little bit more patient. You have to give, you have to praise people rather than be angry with them. Praise them for coming back to you quickly instead of getting angry that they forgot something. Okay. You have to develop a different method because if you think about where do the people come from? Like if you look at uh, serious companies or, or manufacturers in, in Western countries, the people that work there are probably in their forties, maybe fifties. They've done that their whole life. They've maybe studied it. And they are very, very professional. In China, the people that work in factories and sales, they come from countryside. They might have never even used or seen or even know what the product is that, you, that you're ordering uh, before they join that factory. The people that work in the factories have a very, very different understanding, a different mentality and a very different education. They're not working in the factory after they learned the job, after they made an apprenticeship or after they, you know, went to university for it. They come straight out of school. Sometimes they're, they're just 18. Sometimes they're even younger and they start working in the factory. They know a little bit of English and that's good enough as a qualification. So make sure that you realize who you're working with and adjust your standards a little bit. Sometimes you have to a little bit, be a little bit more patient. You know, we all want the better prices for in China, right? We all want to have the cheap product, the fast delivery, the all of that stuff. But it comes at a price, right? And the price might not be money, but the price might be your patience and changing your attitude a little bit and realizing that when you're sourcing in China, you're not going to Walmart and picking things out of the shelf. To understand a little bit more what I mean with that, I'm going to make another video. The fifth tip I have for you is to get a sourcing agent. Because if you have the right sourcing agent, you're going to save a lot of time. They're going to get you better quotations and they do all the work for you for a little fee. And that fee is actually so low that it's, you know, you can pay them with the money you save because they get you a better price. If you have the right agent, they can immediately see if you're dealing with a trading agency or if you have the right supplier. They can validate them, just give them a call, arrange quality controls, bundle your samples and do so many more great things for you. So I absolutely encourage you to get a sourcing agent. My tip number six is to get a backup supplier. So as I said earlier, you might have one, two or three suppliers left when you go into the stage of getting your customized samples with your changes. Well, when you get that from multiple suppliers, you're going to have, you know, you're going to end up with multiple samples. And that's a good thing because if you have multiple samples from multiple suppliers with all your changes, then you can choose and you'll always have a favorite supplier and that's going to be your supplier. But it's always great to have a backup because um, sometimes Sometimes there are things that even the factory can't influence. Recently, China closed down tens of thousands of factories because they were not following uh, environmental regulations. So they closed all of them down. Well, if your factory closes down, you have an issue. And if you don't have a backup supplier and you run out of stock, you have a big, big, big problem when it comes to your ranking within Amazon FBA. So you really need to pay attention to that. Get a backup supplier. My seventh tip I have here for you is please 
do a quality control. If you don't do a quality control or you do your quality control too late, meaning when the products arrive at your doorstep, it's way too late to do that. You always have to hire a third-party control because in my experience, one out of 10 orders is not you know, produced to satisfaction. So you have to make sure before you pay that 70% net payment that you have a third party uh, come in, check your order and make sure that everything is all right because otherwise the red socks you ordered might end up pink. Think about it. This could kill your business overnight. So what you're going to do if the product arrives at your doorstep and they're bad, what you're going to do? You send them all back? Well, your money is gone. Your margin is completely gone for the product. Plus it will take so long that you're out of stock. Are you going to rework it yourself? Well, I doubt that. Even if you manage to get a refund from the factory, now you have another three or four months that you need to find a replacement supplier for that. Well, that's not going to work either. So please make sure to do a quality control. So I hope you like this episode. I'm very excited to have you here. Thank you for listening. And if you want to have more sourcing knowledge and if you want to learn how to source the right way in China without getting screwed by Alibaba suppliers, head over to easypeasysourcing.com slash training and join my web class. It's free.